This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with the other person who lives in my home. It's Sarah Scrimshaw. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. uh, Nice cover. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we're both happy to be in our home, right? Yes, yes. For the weekly check-in, I'm happy to be here. We're safe in our home. That's all good. Safe in our home? Safe in our home. Safer at home? Safer at home. (laughs) The world's a little on fire. Yes, yes. Uh, There's many, many troubles, external, internal, many places. Uh, It it really is, uh, can be hard to focus on things that are fun. Uh, but I feel like the part of the reason that I want to do Obsessed is to keep a little bit of fun out in the world. So uh, acknowledgement that there's a lot of not fun, and then we're going to try to have fun inside, right? That's right. Today we're here to have fun. I mean, every week we're here to have fun. <laughs> and we even now. have fun in between these weekly podcasts, I would like to say. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to just really open the door wide to our personal life. <laughs> Sometimes we have fun not doing a podcast. <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, this week, we are going to do something that I am very obsessed with in the moment, but then when I think about it, eh, maybe I'm obsessed with it more often, and that is Star Wars trivia. You are going to largely lead this uh, conversation, so feel free to take it away. Excellent. I'm very excited to learn a little bit more about your feelings about Star Wars trivia. Mm, I'm excited to learn about myself, too. <laughs> Yay. Fun. Uh, So, can we start with um, you giving an overview of the Star Wars trivia uh, you're involved in now? Yeah, so uh, I have done bits and pieces of Star Wars trivia over the years, but the last uh, couple years I've uh, competed in a thing called the Movie Trivia Schmodown, and this is a big trivia contest that's uh, on the internet. Uh, There's live shows uh, put on by uh, Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis under uh, various umbrellas, but now it's really just the the Movie Trivia Schmodown is its its own thing growing out of an old show that they did called Schmo's No, which is why it's called Schmodown. Um, and it covers all sorts of different movie trivia, and they have different leagues. Uh, and there is a kind of Star Wars league that's been a little bit starty-stoppy. Uh, I'll get to that in a moment. But really, the big picture of what the Schmodown is, it's st- straightforward kind of movie trivia, questions about movies, uh, but there's also like a storyline to it. It's really movie trivia meets the narrative part of pro wrestling. Uh, Mm. There isn't actual physical wrestling. I think maybe there might be at some point. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason I joke about that is things like, you know, big characters and big entrances uh, Mm. are encouraged. And there are uh, managers of teams who smack talk one another. And we cut promos if you're a competitor. So it's really trying to lean into the the storylines and playing uh, either. A few people have just played characters uh, straight up. But for the most part, people play kind of exaggerated versions of themselves and they'll do wrestling things like they'll start out as faces and, and do a heel turn into being a bad guy uh, and it's got a nice big juicy fan base and the uh, fans are really supportive really invested in both the trivia and the storylines so over the last couple of years it, now I have uh, competed four times in Star Wars uh, competitions mm-hmm. so I'm only involved a little bit because I only do the the Star Wars matches uh, and we're in the middle of they're doing an online Star Wars uh, uh, contest that's all broken up into brackets. So it's like definitely like if I win this game, 
then I go on, then I go on, then I go on kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And right now I am studying up for that uh, that uh, next contest. I've done, like I said, I've done four of them and I've done really well in all of them. Uh, not to just pat myself on the back, but it's, it's a fact. I've done well. I've made mistakes, which is why I haven't uh, always won, but I've done well. Uh, and I won one out of the four, but the actual number of questions that I answered correctly uh, is good. <laughs> Is there, what do you use as your measure for the number of questions? Or you just mean like in general, the percentage of questions that yeah. you've answered like, correctly? Now, so, okay. so there are fans who are into this who are like, in the past, I've, I've looked at like, what's my breakdown? Because like people will uh, will do breakdowns. Yeah, so you have stats. There are stats. And like, yeah, there was some, this is a while back and somebody was like, yeah, it can be really deceptive in the Star Wars League in particular that people can have won only one match or never won a match, but they're actually like percentage of correct answers, uh, your percentage of questions asked to correct answer, you know, math, uh, they're actually like really high level because what's happened with Star Wars is so like some of the other things are uh, just straightforward movie trivia or they have like singles and doubles or they have this inner geekdom that is. I think it's like Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, maybe a couple other things rotating in and out. Um, and those questions can get kind of deep cut. But with Star Wars, because I've done it so many times and the competitors have got to like a pretty high level, mm -hmm. the questions are much deeper cut because it's so specified. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So do you have a, you're talking about the combination of questions and wrestling do you have like a signature move <laughs> uh, that, that is a good way to put it uh no i don't have a, a, a chokehold that i put on myself or anything like that um the character thing uh yeah i i everybody is given a nickname i just kind of i think some people come up straight up with their nicknames i just kind of did my shtick and uh, I think Jedi is what they've settled on. So it'll be Joseph the Jedi Scrimshaw. Okay. Because the the exaggerated version of myself that I made the choice to play is the peaceful Jedi who, you know, is not going to say anything bad about the competitors. Maybe something factual, but nothing mean. And, you know, we are all in this together. And unfortunately, only one of us will come out the victor, but we should strive toward the light. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be lovely. <laughs> Light and lovely. Well, let's go back to the beginning. Obviously, we know you liked Star Wars as a kid. Did you like trivia also or play it much? I think I just had a general sense that it was a thing to be good at because I think uh, my mother watched Jeopardy mm. a lot. And uh, there was just a lot of talk around my house about education and knowledge being good, that mm. that was a thing to pursue and a thing to value. So I don't think I ever like woke up one day and was like, I like trivia, but I remember wanting to be good at Jeopardy, you know, and, mm. and feeling like that was because of the culture and the environment that I was growing up in, that that was something to be admired. So mm -hmm. I think that got instilled in me early. Um, I remember getting Trivial Pursuit. I think, I think my grandmother bought it for Christmas. And we played it, and I remember this sort of adrenaline rush of only being able to get the nerd questions right. Because every once in a while, like a comic book question would come up. It's like, Alfred, Alfred is Batman's butler. I know that. And then something else would come up about the assassination of Kennedy. And it's like, uh, I don't know who Jack Ruby is, but I should. And this was when I was quite young. Mm -hmm. And uh, my grandmother 
so she bought it for us, stayed with us over Christmas, and then she got up in the middle of the night and started reading all the trivia cards <laughs> to try to memorize them so she could win the next day. So I had those early life demonstrations of knowing things is good and valuable. And one of the ways we grow as human beings and can challenge ourselves as human beings. But also I was introduced to the dark side early <laughs> of trivia is also an opportunity to crush your opponents, even if they're your grandchildren who oh. only know things about Batman. <laughs> oh, grandma. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's like a full life lesson right there in one <laughs> in one pie. It really is. Yeah, yeah I got a pie. Yeah. May I share one of my Trivial Pursuit just hang-ups? Please, please. I seem to always get questions about tennis. Um, <laughs> not always, but like when I would get the sports category, and, and I would usually get them wrong. Uh, I believe eventually I was like, I should just always answer Roger Federer. Or maybe this system was the one that we had was older than that. It was either golf or tennis. Yeah. But because of that, like for like 10 years in early adulthood, I would kind of try to, I wouldn't really pay attention. I'm just um, not a big tennis fan, not nothing opposed to it, but not a big fan. Um, so I don't follow tennis matches. But every time I'd be like, oh, this person won, you know, this uh, award or this uh, match or tournament. The palm de tennis, yes. <laughs> I would like for years think like, oh, I should make a mental note of that because it's going to come up in Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> For years, I'd be like, oh, well, for these three years, this would be the person I should answer. And oh, for these years, you know, which of the Williams sisters? Like, I, it's a weird, like, hang up that I have. A tennis specific. It's tennis not anything else specific. where you're like, who won best actress? Because that's going to come up. Nope, nope. Very specifically tennis. Did you have a specific tennis trauma where you were wrong at a time that you did not want to be wrong about a tennis question? Is that where it emanated from? I think it felt attainable because I think... Um, <laughs> Many of the ones that I got wrong were often like the same two or three people okay. who had won Wimbledon so many years in a row or something like that. So it wasn't, I didn't need to know everything. I just felt like, oh, well, if I just kind of pay a little bit of attention and know who the tennis stars are um, and who won Wimbledon uh, or certain like the big names, then maybe this will help me in my life in the future. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What was the value of trivia from your perspective, was it something that was uh, like, maybe I'm framing it too much in my own way, but was it seen as like, knowledge is good, it's good to be well rounded and know a lot about a lot of things? Or was it a little bit more, you want to win a game? Um, for me personally, I think it was a little bit of both. We had a game which I have not thought about in years, uh, called Go to the Head of the Class. I don't know that at all. I don't know if it was around very much. I think that my mom had gotten it at like a garage sale or something. And But it was basically a trivia game where if you had to answer the questions right and you were in school. And um, so I wanted to do well at that game. And so, so for that, it was kind of – so I liked trivia for that aspect of it. But in terms of people just being like, oh, what's this? And me being able to be like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. Like that has was not a – necessarily a big so i think it was a little bit of winning and a little bit of fun yeah um yeah yeah that makes sense the in your opening up something else uh, a thought that i have about trivia that i think maybe relates to uh star wars is i i remember being pretty young and fantasizing about getting being on jeopardy and getting a category that people would be surprised that i know that Mm, and I think mm -hmm. it was, you know, things like, what if there was a Teen Titans? <laughs> and it wasn't just the fantasy that I would, those are 
ones that I would know the answer to or the question in Jeopardy, uh, it was the fantasy of people seeing me as either well-rounded or um, maybe that that the time that I'd spent invested in things had paid off. Mm, yeah. That I had been sort of validated of yeah. like, well, who's laughing now? You know, <laughs> he knows all the different superhero names that Donna Troy has had. Who's laughing now? You know? <laughs> I'm laughing now. <laughs> Literally. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's very, very, very interesting. I will I do also want to say because I was fascinated with history for a long time and a lot of people don't like history because they feel like it's memorization of dates, which is a type of trivia. And I never liked that aspect of history. Like I was okay at it. I wasn't great at it, but it wasn't I think I'd like many things in life, I had a push-pull with trivia and facts. and I mean, not facts like the existence of facts, but like the memorization. Right, um, and that that is the value. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm sure we'll maybe talk about we'll that. We'll talk about it, yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, you've talked a little bit, kind of hinted at this, but how or when do you feel like you really started amassing Star Wars knowledge? Is there a time you remember starting to like hold on to that for yourself? I think it just started with love. And I think that's a part of like, as I go through this journey of doing more Star Wars trivia and and there's lots of other things involved within it that I want to go back to just knowing Zuckus and 4LOM and knowing that Kenner accidentally swapped the names of the characters on their action figures is just something I like to think about when I was a child because they gave me great joy mm-hmm. you know and if i read something on the back of a you know trading card it was you know star wars was such a tip of the iceberg storytelling where you knew these characters but you didn't know the whole thing and if you suddenly read something else on the back of a trading card about like i remember my empire strikes back cards had luke and leia at different ages which is of course not true anymore mm-hmm. but i remember being fascinated by that because it was facts about Star Wars in some way were rare. Mm, yeah. uh, and then, you know, as, as I was growing up, I think just uh, reading books and comics uh, certainly started to build it up. But then really in the late 80s, uh, there was the uh, the role-playing games that fleshed out a lot of things. And that stuff started to kind of seep into pop culture, but also be uh, on the action figures that started to come out uh, in the 90s. Again, the power of the force. And that stuff then I just sort of, I really loved, again, having like, what? Greedo's a Rodian? He has a species and we have a name for it now? Great. Um, that I was old enough at that point and my love of Star Wars was deep enough that I both truly legitimately wanted that information and also found amassing it to be kind of funny mm, yeah. to myself. Yeah. You know? Like just the fact that you had all of that information within you and you could kind of think about it and pull it out amused you. And uh, others sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Is this your party trick? Oh, absolutely. It was absolutely a party trick going through many, many years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember you telling me about Hans Mandalorian. Uh, excuse me. Not, goodness, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> Mandalorian on the brain. <laughs> I remember you talking to me about the stripes on his Corellian blood stripes. Yeah, stripes on his trousers. <laughs> Pardon me. Goodness, goodness, goodness. I do know well, better. Than I'm that. I'm getting a little bit worried about the way you're saying you're having Mandalorian on the brain. Like, do you mean you've been thinking a lot about Dindajarn, the character? I th- well, we we I will we will peel that little 
curtain back a little more. We've been watching the behind the scenes um, of the of Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. Yeah. thing on Disney. And so I think like, you know, I, I, it's also part of it. This is a weird thing. Mandalorian is just kind of a fun word to say. It's a damn fun word to it say, right? It just rolls right off the tongue. So I think, uh, you know, subconsciously my brain is like, I just want to say Mandalorian more. It's great. We're talking about yeah. Star Wars. Time to say Mandalorian. And Mandalorian is one of those things of like that's that was a random fact that you could memorize back in the day that Boba Fett had Mandalorian armor before you had any context of what that meant. And now... There's a you know such volume of knowledge about Mandalorian and competing canon for Mandalorians and on and on. <laughs> such fun, such fun. Um, so was there ever a time where knowing Star Wars facts seemed valuable? Yeah, I, I think I had just like a little bit of that as I really began my performing career, and yeah, so like I would say like in the mid '90s, certainly going into the 2000s is when I was really uh, getting out in the world, um, starting to do conventions and comedy shows and starting to have a lot of my adult friends also be nerds, which mm-hmm. is not an experience that I had. Like the other, some of the other kids I went to high school with like comic books or superheroes or that, but then they were also like, but also we'll talk about Superman, but then we're going to talk about uh, football. And I'd be like, great, I can enjoy half our conversations. Mm-hmm. Not because I have anything against football, but just because that wasn't my uh, area of geekdom. Um, so when I, I think once I really started hanging out with people uh, who were invested, it, they were points of conversation. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, cool. You know about that too. Cool. Um I did early, early trivia contests for the convention that uh, we've gone to for years and that I've performed at Convergence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, very early on, there was a, an annual trivia contest, and uh, I helped our team win one of them with a you know big 50-point Star Wars question, and I remember that feeling of elation of like, oh, it, it matters that I knew that. <laughs> I did something valuable with that. But then that's really going into uh using it in in comedy sketches as Mm -hmm. an absolute joke and also using it as a party trick like i have Mm -hmm. um one friend who has since uh sadly passed away but he was just endlessly delighted that i had taken the time to look up and remember the name of a specific animal in attack the clones uh the shack that's the animal that is running around in the field when Anakin and Padme are having their picnic and Anakin rides one and pretends mm-hmm. to be trampled and, and then Anakin and Padme hug and roll around a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought they were like just delightfully ridiculous and called them butt cows and like, uh, and he would come up to me at parties and like, what are the butt cows called? And I'd be like, the butt cows are shacks. And he'd be like, that's so great. And he eventually introduced me to another person who had actually like worked on the Geonosian arena scene like doing CGI, doing uh-huh. lighting, and was like, hey, he, there's my friend Joseph. I bet he knows what all the animals, uh, the monsters are in the Petronaki arena. And like, I literally <laughs> rattled it off as a party trick. And like, yeah, so it was oh, kind fine. of a part of my life at that point as being a sort of Star Wars guy, even among people who all liked Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fun. More party tricks. sorry uh so getting to this trivia concert concert (laughs) concert and uh, Uh, if it's also a musical then uh people gotta study up some different things it's gonna be really fun that's right (laughs) we have to play our clue horns yeah right so how did you get involved with the schmodown contest yeah (laughs) 
for a concert. <laughs> I'm going to ask them about doing a concert where you have to be <laughs> playing like, you know, Freebird on a guitar and answering trivia questions right? and see who's good then. Next it level. wouldn't be me. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a lot of things in the sort of uh, Star Wars side of my life and the general internet talking about pop culture uh, kind of started with my friend Audrey Kearns because I did a couple different panels with her. I uh, met my good friend Ken Nabsock, who uh, I do the Four Center podcast with, and yeah, met a lot of people, uh, Christian Harloff and, and Mark Ellis. In fact, the, the first day I met uh, Mark Ellis, who is uh, a friend as well and a great comedian, um, he came to this show that Ken was doing at the time called Jedi Alliance, mm-hmm. which was a YouTube show. And it was a May the 4th celebration. It was the day I also met my friend Jennifer Landa, who also does Force Center with us, and I met Mark. And uh, one of the things that Ken wanted to do for that show, I hadn't even thought about this or remembered this, for that particular show is a little bit of on-air Star Wars trivia. Oh, wow. And I found myself more invested than... I thought because it was one of the the shows where monitored some YouTube comments and Mark's very, very well known in that community. And at the time he was doing even more Star Wars talking. So, you know, totally understandable. People didn't know me that well and they knew Mark really well. So everybody like everybody, (laughs) I think most of the people in the room and people in the chat were like, Mark's going to crush everybody. And I was like, I I know Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and we didn't have buzzes or anything. So Ken was just like, "Eh, say your last names. (laughs) <laughs> when you want is, is a way to buzz in. Yeah. So it was this. <laughs> I think I'm remembering this correctly. It's on YouTube. So if I'm not, I'll be I can prove myself wrong instantly. Uh, but I got so invested. It's a weird egotistical thing to go. Do you know the answer? Then shout your own last name. Like yeah. <laughs> It's like a weird the version of, you know, being Shazam. You don't turn into a superhero. You just have to answer a Star Wars <laughs> question. But Ken had kind of like set up like a little like, hey, if you answer these many questions, you're in the next round. And I hadn't understood those, so I kept uh, saying my name. <laughs> be like, "You're in the next round. It's okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Let it go." Uh, yeah. So that's a long answer to how I got involved, and then eventually, um, yeah, they officially asked me to do a contest. Uh, I tied for second in that one, and then they did one that was, uh, and that was with uh, the winner of that one was uh, Sam Whitmer who does the voice of uh, Maul and uh, many other acting things. Uh, and then I did a live one, which was great. I really like doing the live ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also came in second on that one. And then did the uh, the one at Star Wars Celebration, which was uh, five people competing to compete the next night. Uh, so, and I won that one. Mm-hmm. And then the next the next match was against Alex Damon, who is great, a wonderful human being, wonderful friend, great Star Wars champion, and somebody who has a YouTube show called Star Wars Explained. And it's really weird to compete against him because, honestly, one of the best ways to study is to just absolutely watch his videos. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, that was a two-person one, so I came in second. <laughs> so that's a long, uh, long way to say how I got involved in kind of my the shape of my general history up to this point. Yeah, that's fascinating, though. Oh, good. Yeah, I, there's a lot in there <laughs> I did not know. So um, what has been the best part about doing Star Wars trivia? I think uh, the... This being able to reflect us up to a point on the change of just generations in time that knowing too much about Star Wars was something that I would either need to hide or could have comedic value. 
um, even when I was around people who liked Star Wars in the 2000s, a lot of them didn't like the prequels. Mm. And it was sort of like, yeah, they knew everything. They knew how many shots, you know, hit Slave One as it uh, flew away uh, from Bespin, but they did not need to memorize, you know, what color the battle droids were uh, to, you know, signify their different levels of position within the Trade Federation, that kind of thing. Um, so to, to have it go from being something that is comedic and then have something where I feel like I really want to have the perspective of, it is knowledge about uh, a space movie with laser swords. But the, the way this trivia game has been built up, people get a lot of joy from it, and they get joy from truly investing in people and truly betting on them. So it's this weird thing where a reminder that what we value in culture really does change and shift. And, I'm, and again, I'm not saying that knowing Star Wars facts has a you know, great amount of, a uh, huge amount of value, but... It is fun to be involved in something where uh, many years ago I would be ashamed. And now I'm going to be ashamed if I don't know enough <laughs> because there are people who invested. They care. It's good entertainment. They get a lot of joy from it. And I and I want to provide that. So I think yeah. kind of the, the providing joy, if at all possible, yeah. by super memorizing facts about a thing I already like. I mean... How joyful. It's never a bad thing to provide joy for other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also really liked the performance aspect of it. I particularly liked doing... Uh, there's been some level of audience at all of them, um, but three out of the four. The, the first one I did was a studio one, and there was a very small audience. Um, but then the second one was, you know, a couple hundred people at a theater in Los Angeles. Uh, the third one was, I believe, several hundred people at Star Wars Celebration, which is a different kind of pressure to be like, oh, are you at a convention for Star Wars? I'm up here <laughs> claiming I know, you know, the most about Star Wars is an, uh, another level of uh, nerve wracking. And then the, the the one that I did at Star Wars Celebration was at a theater and there was like a thousand people. Mm, and wow. it's I I really, really love doing the performance part of it because obviously that's a part of my background as a comedian and an actor and a writer and all those things. So I feel comfortable in it. And I it it really resets my brain to, yes, I want to win the trivia contest. I want to do a good job. But the point of this whole thing is entertaining the audience. And it's mm -hmm. really nice to be recentered on, I'm going to do my very best job, but if I make a mistake mm -hmm. and I don't win... That will be a bummer for me. That'll be a bummer for people who are really rooting for me. But my ultimate job here is to entertain. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think actually it is important to point out that unlike I hear, since you compared it to uh, wrestling, this is not a preset match. No, no, no. Like they, they'll, you know, there's the old wrestling term kayfabe, right? So there's storylines and that kind of thing. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing. And yeah, I want to be really clear about that because sometimes there's a discussion of that. I'm not, uh, I dip into some of the movie trivia schmodown uh, chatter. So I know some things, but I'm not an expert uh, by any means. But I have seen that be a thing that comes up of, was this question, you know, was this game thrown because it's a better narrative, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And New, new, not in my experience at <laughs> all. Okay, I need to know: is there a worst part? Oh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, failing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that the the thing for me is I we were talking a lot at the beginning about that balance between just valuing having knowledge 
versus being competitive. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing all uh, like it it's set up to be very very competitive. It's supposed to be. There are people who play heels who who you know say nasty things on purpose because that's a part of the entertainment. That's a part of what this is. And for me, I you know, I'm I'm happy that I have a character that is, you know, not going to the dark side. Um but there is a balance for me of like I want to make sure that I'm approaching this in a way that's healthy. Like I really like the idea of I sometimes say it in promos in, in a in kind of a joking way, but I mean it of you are competing against yourself. Like mm. you can try to figure out who has what weakness and see if you can exploit that weakness somehow uh, in the game. But the games that I've played for the most part, you are competing against yourself. You're trying to not give in to, you know, uh, fear <laughs> mm-hmm. or just um, listen really well and all, all sorts of stuff like that. So for me, I think the the worst part is is not uh, it's, it's certainly making a mistake because uh, I've, I've definitely made some mistakes about the gameplay the strategy of the gameplay as opposed okay. to because I'm so focused on the knowledge of Star Wars. And that's something that like, oh, I want to be more, more mindful of playing the game well. Mm-hmm. But I think the big picture thing is I want to value it as a way to accumulate knowledge and share the knowledge in a fun and entertaining way. Mm-hmm. And the competition is definitely a part of the entertainment but I don't want to seep into that dark side. Uh, you know, there, there's stories of Star Wars of, you know, uh, your elders have darkness and has it gotten to you? And I don't want to be my metaphorical grandma sneaking <laughs> down at night because I have to win to win. And I feel like there is that there's that dark side of it yeah. where it is about beating someone. I want to not defeat myself. Mm-hmm. I like it as a challenge. <laughs> For me to do my best, I don't want it to be about, for myself at all, in any sort of real way, deep down, crushing anyone, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. That sounds very healthy. <laughs> um, and until the cl- crushing part's very lovely, a good approach, find the entertainment. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about the training and how you get to this place. Um, how do you prepare and study? Yeah, yeah. So this is interesting because as the Star Wars uh, knowledge base has gotten even more competitive, a lot of really, really great competitors, there's sometimes people like, do I want to share that trade secret or not? (laughs) Um, (laughs) the, The main thing, I think, is just watching the movies. Because one of the really fascinating things about uh, this contest is the way that the Schmodown uh, ends up writing their questions. Some of them will be things that you can study for. You can remember what the what ATTE stands for and just memorize that. And you can Mm -hmm. have a bunch of facts. But then there are things like who walked in the room first or uh, during this escape, who got on the Falcon first and who got on last and things that you aren't necessarily going to think to memorize, but you can play back in your mind or the quotes trip some up some uh some people up because either they're things like a lot of stuff that 3PO says is like eh 3PO's you know kind of complaining again but you have to really listen for the sake of trivia to remember because sometimes you'll you'll hear like in what movie did 3PO say blah 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 and like 3PO said that you know (laughs) because if you don't really watch and rewatch the movie so uh there's that I think another skill is identifying what could be a question Mm, yeah so things that aren't really like 
all of us at this point have a bunch of the odds memorized because like mm-hmm. that's an obvious thing too and sometimes people are like wow how'd they pull that and like it's it's a skill to memorize it yeah but if you're watching a movie to go what could be a trivia question 3po listing some odds is like that that's a pretty good one yeah so i think i being able to identify what could jump out to somebody as a trivia question that isn't obvious mm-hmm. and making a point to memorize it. Yeah. 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 That's a very interesting approach and very smart. Yeah. And then I think for me, like the biggest thing of how to prepare is just, it's like lots of great Star Wars stuff. And it's, it's a part of what I like about this is I don't ever want to let interest in trivia. I, I don't ever want fandom for myself or anybody else to be defined by how much, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's people who can crush at trivia but that just means that's that's a way that they're embracing Star Wars. It doesn't mean they're a bigger Star Wars fan right. than someone else. you right. know, Or a better fan. Or, or a better fan. Yeah. They're a more knowledgeable fan, for mm-hmm. sure, and they can demonstrate it under pressure. Uh, so that's a thing. So I think for me to both enjoy this and to try to get something out of it that is healthy and, and following the light side mm-hmm. is this is another place in my life where I feel like I can listen to the actual sort of wisdom of Star Wars and... If you are on stage in front of, you know, hundreds of people, some of them sometimes at places where like they're deeply invested in you not losing or there are a bunch of Star Wars experts is there um, in the audience as well. And you hear a question and you if you let the fear in, your mind will tell you you don't know that. Mm-hmm. But if you try to be a Jedi and just calm, breathe deep. Don't let the fear in. Listen very carefully to the question. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't jump to anger or attacking. Then you're going to be doing a much better job in general. So Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, my tactic for myself uh, in my battle against myself is to to be the best Jedi I can be. That's beautiful. (laughs) Let's practice a little bit of trivia right now. Okay. Um, So I'm going to pull out a... Star Wars Trivial Pursuit card. Okay. And ask you some questions. Okay. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to ask you the questions and not the answers. <laughs> I appreciate that. But we could try it Jeopardy style and see how <laughs> okay. close I get to the questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first question, who breaks the news to Queen Amidala that Senator Palpatine has been nominated for Supreme Chancellor? Uh, Captain Panaka. Well done. Thank you. Which two people are invited separately to join with Darth Vader and rule the galaxy together? Uh, which are two people are invited separately? Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke and Padme. Very nice. Who boasts, I will even learn to stop people from dying? Oh, that's good old Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, which commerce group is represented at separatist meetings by the stately San Hill? San Hill? Uh, San Hill, that's the banking clan. Yes, exactly. You're doing very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, which member of the Imperial Senate is apprehended while on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan? Uh, Princess Leia Organa. Yes. And... Come <laughs> 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 on. The, the, you're good. Yeah. And I can't, I can't read the emotion of, uh, of your, your uh, declarations of when I get something right. If you're disappointed in me or if you're like, yeah, that's so easy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm very, very excited. Part of it is, um, uh, again, lifting the curtain. We don't have a lot of lights on right now, and the the type is tiny. Okay. So I'm just trying to make sure I say the rep words correctly. I'm Got sorry. it. I was focusing on my performance. I totally understand. 
<laughs> not saying the Mandalorian again, just because I want to. <laughs> Which Jedi Master does Chancellor Palpatine accuse of treason? Uh, Mace Windu. Yeah. yeah. Well done. That was sadness in my voice about what happens to Mace Windu at the hands of Chancellor Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. And yeah. Agent Kohler and Stacey Ten and Kit Fisto. Yeah. Well done. Bonus questions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So we have a book on the table. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah. So this is just so weird and fun, and I love it very much. It is from the year 1982, and it's called The Jedi Master's Quiz Book. Uh, It was written by a child (laughs) uh, named uh, Rusty Miller, who just really loved uh, Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and really wanted to do a quiz book. I don't... I have the broad strokes of the story. Um, haven't looked it up in a little bit. Uh, in so they published this random quiz book, and I ninety nine percent sure I had it as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think some Star Wars facts that I know I remember, like I got that question wrong when flipping through it, and was like, I'm going to remember that uh, kind of thing that uh, that happens uh, to uh, I think motivate people to know more about trivia. Is sometimes <laughs> getting one piece of trivia wrong, and this became kind of like a popular. Um, bit of Star Wars lore. Do you remember that book? To the point where eventually the internet got together and tracked Rusty Miller down. Oh, wow. To be like, thank you, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when he was much older. Um, yeah, so uh, you're going to ask me some questions. I am. Um, and I would like us to answer these together because in my perusing of the Jedi Master's quiz book, it's fascinating because some of these questions have now just seeped into popular culture Mm -hmm. and they're not challenging at all. And some of them are insanely difficult, either because just Rusty was a a tricksy writer, um, but also because they're from a different perspective of a different time. Yeah. And with only two of the movies. Yeah. 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 Well, let's let's go for it. Okay. I'm going to have you answer the first one. (laughs) (laughs) How many spikes did a Tusken Raider have on top of his head? Four. And we're going to check the answers. We're going to we're going to try to answer these, and then we'll check the answers after a quick break. Mm-hmm. We'll see how we do. Okay. Okay. Which, which X-Wing pilot destroyed the Death Star? <laughs> do, you, do you have a guess on that one? I think I do. I'm going to go with uh, Luke Skywalker. That is correct. I believe. We'll see what Rusty <laughs> has to say. Okay. What evidence did Vader have that Leia and the blockade runner were not on a diplomatic mission? Uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, there are a couple different uh, potential answers to that one. Uh, uh, there is, you know, the general accusation that they have, uh, that they have plans mm-hmm. on board, that plans have been transmitted. Yeah. Um, there's also the, uh, mention of, uh, this is a consulship, where is the ambassador? Okay. But, ooh, but he doesn't say that to Leia. So maybe he says that to Remus Antilles. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the that he he believes there that, that plans have been transmitted. Excellent. We will look. Okay. Okay. What did three PO say was his first job? Uh, programming binary load lifters. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should have given you a chance. To oh answer. no, no, no. <laughs> what was wrong with the red R2 unit that caused Uncle Owen and Luke to s- select R2 instead? Bad motivator. He stopped working. He stopped. <laughs> and see, after he took every... a few steps, and then he just went and stopped. This this is fascinating. This is a great example because this is the balance. This is the great tension between the light and the dark that is trivia. You need to be alert and ready to pounce into action. But I 
after every one of those, I said, I should let you try to answer first. And then I forgot because I was so ready <laughs> to pounce on the answer. It's dangerous. The dark side's always calling. It's always there. <laughs> and we are back to look in the back of Rusty Miller's Jedi Master's quiz book to see how we did. How did we, how did we do? Uh, I'm skimming so far. We, we, and in particular you, did very well. <laughs> you were correct about the number of spikes on a Tuscan Raider's head, four. Uh, I was cl- correct about who blew up the Death Star. Very Thank happy I could manage God. that one. Uh, the jaw was loading the droids, yes, through a vacuum tube. You, um, you got it right with the uh, why Vader thought that Leia was not on a diplomatic mission. Oh. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Oh, okay. So, very well done. Excellent. Also, uh, well done with 3PO's first job, programming binary load lifters. And I will say that you got uh, the next question, what was wrong with the Red R2 unit correct? I was not specific enough in my answer. <laughs> the question, the answer they were looking for was, or is, it had a bad motivator. Yes, but I think it is also true that it didn't work. This goes to the great episode of Cheers where uh, Cliff Clavin is on Jeopardy and he does not know the answer to the final question. Mm-hmm. So he writes, uh, who are three people who have never been in my kitchen? <laughs> and I think of that every time I do any sort of trivia competition that I could always answer that. I love it. I love it, love it. Well, I think we're going to move on to the How Obsessed Ari questions. Excellent. And uh, I'm going to ask you some more questions because this is fun. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to get my own emotional uh, questions correct about my own emotional life. Well, you, you can be emotionally however you want. But what I want to know is, do you think about Star Wars trivia every day? Right now, as I'm getting ready for this uh, next match, uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think I do. I, I obviously do the weekly podcast, multiple episodes of Four Center with Ken and, uh, and Jennifer. Um so I think about uh, about Star Wars facts from that perspective, but mm-hmm. it is absolutely just still a part of my life that I like knowing things about Star Wars. It truly brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes it, it's really about the narrative thing of where sometimes you can make a great discovery if you go deep on Wikipedia and you realize that Embo and Constable Zuvio are both Kyozos. And that's why they have those similar hats, because they're of the same culture. Like, sometimes there's something, just a random Star Wars fact that actually deepens the lore. Mm -hmm. And other times, it's just really fun to know, you know, that Hans Blaster is a DL-44. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, 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 so I think I do think about it every day out of sometimes like a little bit of work, uh, either from trivia or from podcasting, but also for joy. Yay, joy! (laughs) Would you want a shower curtain that had a bunch of Star Wars facts on it? Yes. If you would be okay with that, that would be great. <laughs> would you want to choose the facts? Ooh. Ooh. Or if it were like a mass-produced one that you just got it and everyone had the same facts. This is totally wasteful and I don't actually want this. But mm-hmm. what I want is like a loot box with a different shower curtain every month so they can just seep into one's mind. I think it would be definitely like number stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was talking about the odds and, and a lot of the odds I have memorized, but some of the stuff gets to be like, uh, especially just like dialogue things of how many clone units went with Mace Window to the front at the end of the first battle of Geonosis and like, or, or how many shots hit a, hit a ship as it was taken off or how many engines did like 
the number of Star Wars trivia answers that are two, three, or six <laughs> is eventually sort of that's the that's some of the trivia that gets mind numbing. So yeah. if it was seeped into my mind while I took shower curtain showers, uh-huh. that'd be great. What if it were just a shower curtain that said two, three, six, and then had a space and you could write in the question? That- <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to be subliminally taught by a shower curtain. I do not want to be quizzed by a shower curtain. <laughs> and if it had an error on it, would you write on the shower curtain and correct it? Ooh, that's that's mm, mm. I, I am a uh, visual learner. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I really want to make sure that I have something, I will write it. I write it down. But there's a great I've I've found a couple times like, oh, wait a minute. I wrote down something slightly wrong and that's a danger then. Mm-hmm. So then I have to be very careful. Yeah. So if you're going to use it as part of your training, you kind of need to have crossed it out and corrected it so you don't learn the wrong thing. Yep. I will have yeah. to correct the shower curtain. <laughs> Would you ever bet on Star Wars trivia? No. <laughs> not a betting person in general. I'm not a betting person in general. And I also do just really want to keep those lines of, you know, as you could see from the energy uh, that I displayed when I could not remember to let you answer first, <laughs> <laughs> that I do have a level of uh, competition and investment and I want to do a good job, but I really, really don't want to cross into being... Uh, having it I think there is also a part for me of like I I do so much with Star Wars with the podcast which I absolutely love I, I adore being part of a larger community on social media where people share things or make jokes and I learn other perspectives and I love it I love it to death but I also want to always make sure that nothing intrudes on my just core fandom for myself which mm-hmm. has been a part of my life since I have been uh, alive pretty much um, and I think if I got the wrong kind of invested in trivia, at some point, there's the risk of the Star Wars falling away, and it's just about knowing the most about something. Mm-hmm. And I never want the Star Wars of it to fall away, because the reason I like it is because I like Star Wars. Right. Right. Such good Jedi lessons. <laughs> if Chewbacca were real, would you play him in Star Wars trivia? I would love to. Mostly just to see how people would adjudicate that. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you have to get a hole in, into like, is there anybody who speaks Sherwook? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is going to be fun. I'm coming to that match. Yeah. Would you like yeah, to see that match? I would. As long as, you know, no arms get ripped off. Yeah. Well, here, here's a good uh, analysis of Chewie's character. Do you, He wouldn't act. I mean, he would growl and he would intimidate. But I personally don't believe he would actually... Uh, rip my arms out if I were winning at trivia no because I feel like because you're coming with the perspective as the Jedi yeah you know if you were the heel oh yeah then I was being a jerk yeah yeah Yeah. but no I I think it would be fun I think you'd be friends (laughs) if aliens came to earth and you were the person assigned to greet them would you challenge them to Star Wars trivia to explain humanity Uh, I think that would be a good way to just throw them into the deep end, right? Because <laughs> you would have to explain to them, 
we've made some movies about space. Now, many of our movies about space are imagining what you might actually look like, but this isn't actually science fiction. This is space fantasy, and it's a narrative we've made up that is also invested in our own past and our own different uh, ideas of what it means to be a human or a being, and we have studied it so much and we like it so much that it's uh, that we've decided to pass the time by asking one another things about it <laughs> and see how much we know and that will uh is a way to challenge ourselves to be better humans mm-hmm. by saying things about this story that isn't real that's that's what you're dealing with that's the planet you've landed on do you want to stay what reaction would you be going for i think that i would hope that we meet uh aliens who see layers of culture as a good thing and say, oh, you you can you your culture grows and evolves. It's you know you have a base, and then you grow from that base, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and more and more things get built upon it. I like that. You're a culture of nuance. Yeah, yeah. That that would Very be my nice. hope. Yeah, <laughs> I'll hope with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if you were about to do Star Wars trivia, but an accolade was blocking your path, would you try to get around the accolade? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about an Ackley? <laughs> an Ackley is the uh, beast in the the Genosian arena that uh, mostly fights with Obi Wan. Okay. Um, and it's got the the little uh, crab legs that that slam down and the big mouthful of teeth. So you'd have to be careful, but you could kind of dodge around it. The Nexu, the cat like thing that mm-hmm. attacks Padme, no. Okay. That thing is fast and made of teeth. Okay. So that one I would say no to. The Reek is big. And in, in, I think kind of easy to avoid. Okay. So if it was the Reek or the Nexu, uh, or the Reek or the Ackley, I'd try to get around. The Nexu, yeah. no. Would you just start? Do you have a plan of attack? The Ackley seems easily distracted. Okay. So I think I could throw something or go, Obi-Wan's over there. <laughs> if, <laughs> if there's, see if there's, you know, memory in the species of Ackley yeah. about Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> nice. Uh, would you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Star Wars trivia? Scrimshaw. That was me buzzing in to answer a question by saying my own name. And on a scale of one to ten, how obsessed are you? Where do you rate yourself? Mm, I don't want to be more obsessed than an eight. I want to do (laughs) the very best job that I can. Mm -hmm. And I want to uh, emerge victorious. uh, But I don't want it to get to a point, like I said, where it is crossing a line where I am feeling competitive to the point where it is, you know, emotional, where it is. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want it to be. a. I want it to be about me doing a good job. I don't want it to be about me beating someone else. And I don't want it to be that I can't watch Star Wars in like generally, honestly, when I watch Star Wars and this is long before I got involved with trivia contests when like a random alien that I liked would show up on screen i would just say their name in my mind okay um and sometimes i do that as a little bit of a check-in to go like am i how how sharp am i feeling if i ever got to the point where i couldn't turn that off and Mm. star wars wasn't this you know emotional sweeping saga that i could get my get lost in and think about the ideas you know i'd never want to get to the point where i am you know trying to count, uh, you know, how many uh, grains of sand I think Luke has in his shirt when he's staring at the Twin Sunsets. <laughs> I still want to stare at the Twin Sunsets, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think that's a good measure. You're making sure the the light side wins for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, making sure that the that the trivia is really really stays fun. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, excellent. So we're gonna move on then uh, to the plugging part of the podcast. Uh, so can you tell people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Sarah underscore Scrimshaw. Scrimshaw. And you can find me on Instagram at Scrimstreet. Excellent, excellent. Um, and here get some quick plugs before the final questions on the show. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows, because they will come again, and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Uh, and for watching these upcoming matches as this is being released, my next match is uh, on Wednesday, uh, June 3rd. And you can just go to Facebook or Twitter and, and search for Movie Trivia Schmodown and you will find all the info. Or it will also be on my social media accounts. All right, we're going to move on to the final questions. Yes. So I've got a couple kind of standard traditional final questions for you. Mm-hmm. But I first just want to ask you about trivia. Yeah. If you were going to compete in a trivia contest about anything that you like, A, would you want to do that? And B, what topic would it be that you would enjoy saying, here's what I'm doing. I'm really going to get invested in trying to remember all the facts. Yeah. Um. Ooh, that's a really good question. I... If I found the right thing, I think I might enjoy it. And again, like you, I would want to find a way to keep it joyful and entertaining and a way to explore an interest or topic in a different way, but not having the the competition or the need for absolute knowledge overtake everything else. But I'm having a hard time thinking of what what the topic would be. Yeah. That I actually would be like, yes, this is this is what I want to dive deep on. Would it be any, uh, I know you like trees. I do, but my 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 interest in trees is very much, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, I'm in no way a botanist. Yeah. I don't look at trees and instantly go like, hmm, well, what's the leaf pattern and the world pattern and the bark and things like that? Like I've learned, oh, if I am like, this a tree is pretty, let me ask a friend what it is. They'll, then they'll be like, hey, Sarah, give me all these important details. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. How about when when you and I met and started dating, mm-hmm. your biggest pop culture like at the time, if I'm remembering correctly, was Harry Potter? Mm. Yeah, yeah, easily might have been. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I maybe got that uh, trivia about our relationship correct. Yes, no, you did get that, that correct. <laughs> and this was, uh, we were, you know, the... Still pre-book seven, I believe, at that time. We were pre-book six at that time. Okay. See? Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember we both got a copy of six, and then I we were both reading together in your apartment. Right. Before we even lived together. Right. Right. Yes. Yes. And, and I believe you finished first and needed me <laughs> to finish so we could talk about Harry Potter. I believe I read the shocking thing that happens in book six, uh, yes, late yes. at night, and it was like, must be quiet. Must not drop book or yell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's one that I actually think if that there's a way that I might be able to get really into um, is something to do with like maps and where things are on maps versus where they used to be and kind of like the the history of like, oh, well, like like the the etymology of places and kind of things like that. Of like, oh, well, this area is called 
this because once upon a time, you know, during the Roman times, there was blah, 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 blah. Or these people over here for a small time, you know, had, um, you know, like, like here in Los Angeles, like Gower Gulch and the fact that that's actually because cowboys used to hang out there. Like some of the like, what's the trivia behind place names? Oh, wow. I think is a weird like. It's a fun, weird trivia that I think I could get into. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to the various people I know in trivia and see if they can start up a big competition (laughs) of etymology of maps. It's okay, though, because, you know, I'll just do it for fun. It'll be fine. It'll be etymology of maps and tennis players. (laughs) The Sarah Scrimshaw trivia contest. (laughs) All right. Here are a couple other final questions. If you could win anything from playing a trivia contest, what would you want to win? Oh, <laughs> that's such a lovely idea. Um, I would like to win. Oh, okay. I mean, do I need to be realistic? This is anything. It's anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This is random uh, and a, a sign of uh, safer at home being inside and non-traveling times. I want to win like a uh, like month long your travel and places to stay overnight are covered maybe not a month long like 10 day hiking trip along like hadrian's wall or like a the coast of a scottish island or something okay so you want to win on a trip. Et- etymology of maps and then <laughs> walk the place that you were correct about yeah yeah all right nice nice if you were the answer to a trivia question what would you want the question to be um wow um who has won this new uh, Matt Place Names contest? <laughs> very, very nice. Very recursive. <laughs> the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Happiness is knowing where to draw the line between what you do for fun and where it gets to be an unhealthy obsession. Great answer. The line must be drawn here, which Captain Picard said in Star Trek. So I don't have to memorize that right now at all. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the podcast with me. Absolutely. Thank you for answering all these great questions. <laughs> that is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. We're going to do one more trivia card worth of questions. Okay, here we go. Who is the first Ewok scene in Return of the Jedi? Wicked. Nicely done. Who explains to Luke Skywalker that the dark side is not stronger than the Force, but it is quicker, easier, more seductive? Yoda. Nice. Who wonders if it is wise to be trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Padme. Very well done. Who douses the flames on a Millennium Falcon control panel after it takes a hit in a dogfight with TIE fighters? R2. Mm-hmm. R2 to the rescue. Uh, whose last line aboard the Trade Federation battleship is... Nothing can get through our shield. Ooh. Uh, that would be Dalte Dauphine. Very nice. And I'm glad you pronounced it rather than me. <laughs> and finally, how many Republic datteries does Qui-Gon Jinn offer to Watto as payment for a new hyperdrive? 20,000. Very nice. Yeah. 